This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hey everybody, it's Dylan Hart Jr. for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Tyler Overstreet. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks to Hopeless Records for providing today's theme song. That's Northern Lights by the band The Dangerous Summer. They got a new record coming out in January. They're going on tour for a couple months. Hopefully catch them in January or February on tour. You yeah, think but they're go? not coming to Charlotte. I know. I noticed that. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I thought we, we were the, a good enough market. But I know. They're, they're, going to, they're going to Raleigh, Atlanta. Raleigh? Yeah, I think they're going to Raleigh. Wow. Um, I'll talk to them because, yeah, that's not acceptable. But. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, Thanksgiving uh, has came and went. Oh. You guys did something different this year. Well, we just didn't do what we normally do. Yeah, I guess so. We went – We you talking about deer hunting? No, y'all like stayed in – well, yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. So we have that house down in the Keys, and we usually go down there right after the Homestead race and stay all the way through Thanksgiving. Um, uh, this year, with Amy pregnant, she just wanted to come home, and uh, so the we uh, spent Thanksgiving over at Mom's, and uh, with me and Amy and Carson, and then the day after Thanksgiving, me and Sonny and Sean, my two buddies. Yeah. Uh, from the Nationwide commercial, um, we went to uh, Ohio to deer hunt, and I got a buck, a uh, nice 10-pointer, and that was a lot of fun. We, Me and Truex had this land together uh, that we share, and LW is a part of the bit as well. And so LW probably does most of the work up there because he has the most time on his hands. Now maybe I'll be able to do a little more because I'm not racing as much. Um but me and Trix pretty much only get up there to hunt, and LW does all the other work there as far as keeping the food plots going, feeding, a, you know, filling up the feeders, and talk. we got a couple of farmers and people around there that help us as well. So uh, it's a real cool community. Is this your first? That's buck? the first buck I've gotten from that property. We've had the property about four years, and uh, we've been kind of managing the herd up, and and hadn't had a lot of shooters there when we first bought it, but it's been getting better every year. Uh, Martin's not had a chance to go at all yet, but he'll probably go have a week of muzzleloader season in January. He'll probably go for that if he doesn't go before to bow hunt a little bit. But it's all bow hunting, which I enjoy the most. So we got up there, and it was uh, we went hunting in the evenings. We didn't hunt in the morning. Um, if it's cold, I don't like to go in the mornings. Yeah, but, it's yeah, it's real cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, j- I, sometimes they're moving better in the mornings than you go because of that, but. The deer were moving really good in the evenings, so we just hunted the evenings. Um, we had a couple great hunts, saw a lot of deer, and then... Did Sonny did Son or Sean get anything? They didn't. But Sean was there in the uh, the turkey hunt, too, and yeah. y'all, y'all were pretty successful then, too. Yeah, so. Sean went... Sean has uh, never been hunting at all. He went turkey hunting for the first time with us this year and got him uh, a turkey, and this is his, I gave him my first bow to practice with for a couple of weeks before we went to this deer hunt. And so I kept telling him, man, we're going to practice. And 
by the time I'd get home and, and get ready to practice, it's dark. So we started pra- we were practicing in the farm shop. Oh, you yeah, practice inside? Inside, yeah. So it's like y'all, a football team with an indoor training yeah. facility. All you really need to be able to shoot is 20 and 30 yards. Any For new for a new hunter especially, anything beyond 30 yards probably too far. But he went hunting for the first time. It's hard to get people to go hunting for the first time if they've never hunted. I mean, Sean's almost, I don't know, Sean's like 30-some years old and never had been hunting. So it's hard to get people at that age to try it. Obviously, if they haven't been, uh, it's – it's usually not something that interests them. Like I couldn't probably talk you into going and sitting in a tree. Right. Especially early in the morning in the cold. Yeah. The afternoon, maybe. In the afternoons we get in a stand, it'd be about 50 degrees. It's about 35 degrees when we get out. So it gets, it gets a little cold toward the end, but we got some tricks to keep yourselves warm. Obviously got the hot hands. So the hot hands, uh, they make them for your feet and they make them for, you know, they make these patches you can stick all over your body. I take the insole hot hand that you're supposed to put in your boot. So the hot hand works with oxygen, right? Right. So when you open it up, starts heating it. It works for about six to ten hours. They're really good. Well, the insole, the one you put on the bottom of your foot to go in your boot, really doesn't work in the boot because it can't get any oxygen once you put right. your boot on. It's just trapped. So I actually, it, and it adheses to your sock. I actually put it on my thigh from my knee up, and man, that that really, Makes sense. yeah, it keeps your, it really keeps your legs warm. Uh, but you can stick those things. They make them for your toes that go on the top of your toe, uh, on outside your sock. It's just a little. It's just probably, I don't know, about four inches long. The shape of your shape of the end of your foot. I stick those in the top of the boot, on the inside, and I wear a size 12 boot instead of a size 11 because you're going to have a little more sock. Yeah. And so that puts that keeps it's a little that, that creates a little space in there where there's some oxygen to where that'll work. And I also stick those. On my collarbones, and on the on the. Uh, How long does it take you guys to get ready in the morning? Not for long. So you open up all these hot hands about twenty minutes beforehand, so they can get some oxygen, oh, yeah. and get warm, right? Then you stick them wherever you want, and uh, you put on probably one layer of thermals, and then you put on your outer layer. You got to have, if you're getting in a chain up, you got to have a safety harness, and uh, we we have harnesses in all our tree stands unless they're ladders or or redneck blinds we use a lot of redneck blinds there and uh you got to have your uh range finder your bow your release and it sounds like a lot it's not i don't really have like a backpack or anything everything takes in my pockets oh so uh but i dress the same in like a cold weather football game so sure yeah Yeah. same thing but this the last day uh we got in the stand to leave all right, we got in the stand for the last day. We're going to drive home that night. We drove up there six hours, drive home. Oh, you didn't fly? No. Okay, I was It was the day after Thanksgiving, and I was like, I don't want to ask my pilots to do that. So they were with their family and so forth. They probably had plans for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and I bought it. We bought this property within driving distance, so we would drive to it, you yeah. know, so we would not. Uh, well, so that's not a long, that's not a terrible eight. drive. So. No, it wasn't. Um, I drove all the way up there, and... Uh, but anyhow, we're in the stand, and I told Sean and Sonny when we were getting into the, the the stand Sunday night, I said, "All right, now if you shoot anything today, it better be worth it, because we're gonna if you know if we if you kill something, we're gonna have to gut it and take it to the processor and all that stuff, and it's gonna delay our time to leave. Departure. So it better be worth it." And um, I hadn't been in the stand for an hour, and this buck walked out, and I got a look at him, and I decided that would be one I'd want to mount. So I went ahead. I had a 
buck on the ground at 4.15. And so now I'm like, hey, Sonny, Sean, do y'all want to keep hunting? They can, you know, if they want to hunt till dark. Yeah. Or, or we can try to get this deer up and get it gutted and get it to the processor and get on the highway. So they were ready to go. So they got out of their tree stands. We um we took care of the deer, which I'd never gutted a deer before. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, so Sean's never been hunting. Sean's never been hunting. It's I've never sun, gutted a deer before. Is, Sonny's sort of a moderate, you know, novice so as well. Just, he doesn't hunt. Y'all just wing it? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, we Googled. Uh, Sean Googled how to do this. You just slice it open. It's like five steps to gutting a deer. Yeah. And uh, we had the proper tools. We had the, the knife and all that. Uh, particular knife that has this little hook on it that sort of, you know, uh, gets into the... So you got to... The thing about gutting a deer is, and hold your ears if you have a you know, soft stomach, but um, you don't want to puncture any of the organs, especially the stomach itself, because that really smells. Right. I believe it. Yeah, so um, they have these knives that, that dig into the skin and just open up the skin just enough so it keeps all the organs in one piece. And once you can saw through the uh, sternum and open all that up, all of it just pours out. It just kind of falls out all in one bag. Where, just on the sidewalk? or where Onto the ground, yeah. Uh -huh. And the coyotes and stuff will come get that. I got you. And then you hose out the deer, get it all nice, and you li we, uh, you know, we did all this on the forklift of a tractor, so it's pretty. Yeah. What do you mean you did it on a forklift? Well, like you raised the deer up. Oh, and then it'll just yeah, fall hanging out. from the tractor. Yeah, I got you. And so it was pretty. Uh, right. I mean, I'd seen it done a hundred times. I'd right. never done it myself. Were LW and Truex were they disappointed? I've or? I've always been on these hunts where they, you know, you kind of you get invited to go hunting with with some big time. Uh, company and and right. you know they they feed you and they put you in the stand and they got a cameraman in there filming everything and then you kill one and you don't touch it you know next thing you know you see it so it's, it's a mount this is real hunting so this was a this is a this is a yeah we had to do everything it was fun I was the guide taking them into the stand I I went I drove all the way up there killed my own deer gutted my own deer. And then drove home. Well, good. It was I really mean, it's cool. your property, so at least that yeah. way it makes it look like you know what you're doing. Yep. Um, up there, uh, what we do with the meat, we usually donate the meat. So that's all. That's what we did. Right. And um, they'll take it. Uh, I got a friend there that will take it to the taxidermy up there. So I'll get it in a couple, uh, eight to ten months probably. It takes a while. He's yeah. probably still doing turkeys from last turkey season right. and all that. And, so you're going to um, put this in the house? I'll put it. We're gonna keep it in our cabin. We have oh. a we have a Morton's Morton building yep. that we had built, one of the smaller ones, and it's got a couple bunks in it and a kitchenette and a bathroom. And so Trix has already got a deer in there from muzzleloader season last year. We're gonna just start putting all our deer. Does in LW there. have one? LW hasn't gotten deer yet on our property. Really? No. I bet that really irks him. I don't think so because he's he's uh, had a lease in the same state and had some and yeah. killed deer on it. Okay. The last couple of years, so he's not hurt. He's so, not. But now, do you think he's going to be more <laughs> aggressive on his next couple hunts? I mean, because he's behind. Can't, you can't shoot what's not there. I mean, you have to. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to remind him whenever I see him because sure. I, I know he spends a lot of time, and like you said, he does a lot of the work, putting yeah. the stands in and whatnot. We have probably about 900 acres. There's probably about six shooter bucks on this property. And I mean, they they leave the property and go to other people's properties. Right. We we talk to all the people around there and the farmers, and they all see the same deer we do. And you just, I mean, we have 
a handful of stands. So you just got to be in the right place at the right time. And it was meant to be. I've been on. We've been hunting that property for four years. I haven't killed a deer in five years. We've been on that property for four years, and that's the first shooter buck I've seen. Right. LW. We were hunting there about a month ago, and LW in about eight or five hunts while he was there with with me, he saw a shooter buck every hunt, just not within range. Mm. So it's just a kind of a. It's just meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah. I mean, you got to know what they're doing and why they're doing it and why they're moving. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I've learned so much about food plots and rotating food plots and the habits of the deer and, and why they do what they do and the moon and how that plays a role in the movement of the deer and how much they're going to move. And you are conveniently wearing a shirt that says catching deers today. Yeah. Is that just coincidence? I, <laughs> are you still on your high? Well, it was the... Uh, Closest, it was the closest, when I went in to get my uh, a sweater out of the closet, this was the most conveniently it's placed cool. one. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good, it, today's the perfect day to wear it. Yes. Um. Also, this morning, we announced the launching of the Dale and Amy Earnhardt Fund, benefiting Nationwide Children's Hospital. That's right. I'll let you talk a little bit about what that is, why you guys wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's important to you. Um, so the nation nationwide our you know our partner has uh has been very close with nationwide children's hospital obviously it's named after nationwide so when i started working with them they introduced me to the hospital and said hey this is something you know we have the dale jr foundation we work with a lot of different charities make a wish and and this they're just uh, introducing me to this hospital saying this is what we do this is the this is where we uh put a lot of you know focus a lot of our charitable efforts uh and i want you you know we want you to learn about the hospital i went up there and visited several times been up there more than you know probably a dozen times to visit and the more the the more often i went and each time i went i learned a little bit more and uh started taking people with me my my wife amy my team uh to be able to go up there and experience what they're doing uh, is really incredible. You get to go into um, uh, where these uh, premature babies are being taken care of and hear some of the stories from the parents about uh, some of the struggles they're dealing with and how you know they're saving the lives of these babies they weren't able to save five to ten years ago because of the research they've been able to develop. Um, and this is just one particular uh, wing on the right. uh, at the hotel. I mean, there's so many different things that they're doing in there. But you meet all these kids that have been affected by the uh by the by the great things going on there you make relationships with those people and their families um so over several years i've gotten uh closer to the hospital and they've really kind of taken us in and uh really shown us what they're all about and included us in a lot of things that they do so um they actually don't they actually named or renamed an activity room in the building uh after me and amy which was uh, overwhelming. I really didn't expect anything like that. Uh, this activity room is where I had, I would visit this activity room every time I go there. So I knew the room really well. This is where the kids go to, um, they play games, they do activities. They do a lot of rehabilitation within there. Obviously while they're playing those games and activities, they're doing rehabilitation. This is also the room where they go to graduate from the hospital when they're going to go back home. Uh, and continue their care in home. Um, so there's a lot of great things. This is a fun 
room for the kids. The kids love going into this area, and they know that when they're there, this is going to be a fun af- you know afternoon or fun period of the af- period of the day. But uh, so they named this room after us a couple about a year and a half ago. We uh, went up there uh, more recently and sat down, and they talked to us about creating this fund and would we uh, you know be interested in you know participating in more in the hospital and trying to be a bigger part of it. So uh, really, this is kind of the first step in that direction of partnering more with the hospital. Yep. I'd been I, I would I would consider uh, up to this point me just I was just a guest of Nationwide, right. You know, uh, so this is a bit of a, this is the first step in us sort of partnering with the hospital and, and getting more involved. And uh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be exciting to uh, to continue to be part of their family. And uh, we're still going to continue to work with our foundation uh, with with uh, Make-A-Wish and Blessing in a Backpack and all the, all the programs that we've been a part of for many, many years. We're still going to continue to. Uh, but this is a new venture for us to to be a part of and, and something that I think Amy really, really loves, especially as having a kid and right. going through all that, uh, going through the pregnancy and um, understanding, uh, you know, what having a child's all about. I, I imagine, ha- you know, your child needing, you know, serious help from somebody like the Nationwide Children's Hospital. And that's being a, that's that being available to you at no cost. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, every time we've ever gone up there, it just, it's like a light switch and makes you realize what's important in life. Like when you see these kids and meet them and their families, they're, it's not all fun and games up there. Yeah. Um, obviously, they have the rehab, the activity center, and that's just like a nice little way for them to sort of get away from what's really going on and do like the fun and games while they're play like while they're rehabbing so they'll be playing Wii Nintendo Wii as they do their activities that's actually rehab for them mm-hmm. while they're also having fun so it's very eye opening to go there in all the trips we've made I agree with you so I'm excited about that and uh well we're going to have more and more news on that as we as we move along um but that's something we're really excited about, and you'll hear a lot more about as as the year comes, as we get through the new year and get on into 2018. So not much NASCAR news over the past week with the holiday, but right. the one big story was the standardized roster sizes. Yeah. Which I don't know that it was intended to be um, as big a news as it was, but I think it is if you really think about it because so they've limited road crews in all three series now the cups so cup series you can have 12 road crew members xfinity seven crew members and trucks six road crew members and then for pit crews they have eliminated one spot so it's always been six guys now it'll be five guys over the wall yeah i mean this is a big deal i the road crew basically is the team that flies to the racetrack to meet the car when the car gets there. They are the guys that take the car through inspection, get it through practice qualifying. And uh, I, I don't know how uh, they really plan to relegate how big your road crew is. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot of freaking people that fly to the racetrack for HMS. Right. There's, you know, you got a lot of management folks, and you I think that there would be a way to 
veil, yeah, you know, veil some of the people that are there. Right, because like a PR rep and a marketing rep and people who quote unquote serve or like are there to serve the sponsor. Yeah. And like truck drivers, maybe they don't necessarily, I don't think they count for your 12. And then you get like one management person per car or two Weird. cars. I don't know how they're going to police this. Right. Uh, it just seems like a real. Uh, but they say that um, I was reading. You have to submit your roster. Yeah. Like leading into the week, and then the the crew guy will have like a number on his shirt. Yeah. Apparently, the roster crew will be assigned letters or numbers on their uniforms and uh, and on arm bands to uh, <laughs> like to, ident- arm their, bands. to identify their duties. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this will last very long. I just don't know whether this is the arm band sounds. It just sounds weird. Yeah. It's strange. It's going to be hard to monitor. Um, I wonder where this really came from. Is this something that the owners wanted because to try to control costs a little bit more? Whether you know maybe the because think about how this this really does affect a lot of things. You got obviously salaries that maybe right. maybe adjust the salaries and 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 takes a few salaries off the table. Uh, main thing: hotel rooms and travel, air travel. Those things are major expenses for the teams. Um, if this, you know, it, it, across the industry, this saves probably a ton of money on 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 travel and accommodations and so forth. Um, it's it's going to be. Yeah. Which yeah, I tried to figure that it's probably they probably spend like twenty grand, probably fifteen to twenty grand per person to travel yeah. them every year. I'll be su- I won't be surprised. I guess if the road crew. Uh, limitations or the new guidelines as far as the standard roster. I, I won't be surprised if that's a non, non-story, non like, on into the season. The road crew? Yep. Yeah, because I was thinking I think about, be... like, JRM, those te- our teams are pretty small anyways. Yeah. So I think where you're going to lose out is maybe you lose an engineer. Yeah. I just think that. No, I just think that this will be long. Uh, this will be. Yeah. I think that this will be confusing and difficult and forgotten halfway yes, through the year. Absolutely. Like scratched off the table. I do too. I don't even know that it'll be halfway through. Right. It might be the West Coast swing. Right. The pit crew thing is going to be weird for a little bit, but I think. I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Which that that part's kind of um, weird because if you just cut out a guy. Then that's not really going to save you money because you're just going to spend more on the other five guys, right? I reckon. I, I mean, that's typically what tends to happen. Teams just right. You, know, like, you try to make these op- create these opportunities to maybe save some money or or what have you. And if teams have the money, they're going to spend it. Right. Um. There there is a guy on every team that uh, is not happy about this. Right. Right. There's a guy on every team that. This own overwall crew that's that's his livelihood and his job and he's losing it. Yeah. So that's the unfortunate part to this. Um, but it will make I think the pit stops a little more interesting to watch. The guys will have to get a little more creative to try to find ways to make the stops faster. Um, I don't know how much this affects the speed of the stops from from. I think initially it will. Yeah. But then I think that they'll find ways to cut that cut that speed back down. Uh, the gas man is only allowed to gas the car, where in, in other times he would, he could be a uh, uh, helping with the tires and so forth. Do you think that the 
cutting out a guy will have as much impact as um, the standardized gun that they're going to use? On time? On speed? Yeah. Uh, the standard gun will probably be quite a bit slower than the guns that they've been developing. So that will, yeah, so that will probably have more of an impact on pit yeah. stop times. And the standardized guns are also going to cost the teams several thousand dollars a year. Yeah, so... Yeah. So that I mean, money you save on that guy well, is going to be well. No, this, okay. So there are there are only there are only uh, you know not every team in the garage is spending millions of dollars developing these guns. So yeah, JR Motorsports or or some of the you know Front Row or some of them teams may not be spending money on developing guns, right? But right. now they're going to be asked to buy this standardized gun and use it. That's going to be about Twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Oh, so it's really instead of saving you money, it's you're spending money that you weren't spending anyways. Right. Because our pit crews come through Hendrick anyways. Yeah. So we're just on the trickle down effect of that. We weren't spending money on guns. Right. Now we're gonna have to spend money on guns. So that's a little bit of a you know that it'll be interesting to see how this works out. But from a fan's point of view, don't concern yourself with the. With the with the expense so much, or or uh, I think from a fan's point of view, in my mind, I'm going to be interested to see how fast the stops are. Does this make some? Does this create competition on pit road? Does this create a level playing field to where you're not getting beat by a gun, or you're not getting beat by a guy that's only putting four lug nuts on instead of five, or you're not, you know, you're getting beat literally by making less mistakes. Right. Right. Uh, being being a smoother, uh, being a well fine tuned uh, crew that that can do things consistently, those will. That's how it used to be uh, back in you know back in the day. You know you had great teams, you had fast teams uh, that were consistently beating their counterparts. Um, we found way. We'll always find ways to get into the technology side of the sport and and make things faster and quicker and. Uh, this maybe draws it back a little bit toward uh, putting it in the hands of the actual tire guys and 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 uh, Jackman and so forth, where you have, you know, it, it comes down to the individuals themselves to make this pit stop very fast. Uh, with the standardized gun, um, that definitely takes a lot of the technology off the table. I think uh, it's going to be an interesting off-season from like a choreography standpoint standpoint of trying to figure out what the fastest way is right i think as a fan that's the thing you need to pay attention to is to what are these teams doing create creatively to make these pit stops quicker right and there's only a few things that they can do with uh, you know with the five guys so that's going to be pretty fun to watch and uh that'll that'll continue to develop and evolve over the course of the season and um yeah the, the other NASCAR news of the week was Tony Stewart got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Tony crap. Um, you know, I uh, – Tony's a great friend. Just saw recently that he was riding bikes. Uh, apparently he, he was seeing some of the impact on uh, fitness with some of the guys that had started cycling over at the shop. A lot of the guys on the – not only do the drivers cycle, but tons of guys in each of the teams cycle. We have – there's a group that goes and rides every day at lunch at HMS, a big group. Um, so over at Stuart Haas, the same thing's happening. They ride every day. And he's starting to see some of the, you know, the, the, the shop guys actually getting more uh, fit and in better shape. 
So he decided to, and he's been on a quest, I think, personally, to do better for himself physically. Right. And um, I've known him well enough to know that he's made a lot of changes in his life personally to try to do, you know, be a be in better shape over the last several years. And so, yeah, he picked up his bike. I asked him the other day if we were going to go riding together. He said uh, once he got up to speed, we'd take off. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun riding with Tony. Um, and now he's got engaged, so we got to get, we got a wedding to go to. There you go. Yeah. That's cool though. I think that'll be a fun wedding. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think any Tony Stewart party is probably I wonder a good where party. this wedding's going to be. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I wonder if he'll do it in a, like a far off location or will he make it simple for all of us and have it in the United States somewhere? I would assume it'll be in the United States, yeah. but I wonder, will it be here or will it be in Indiana? Right. Well, so that's one I probably wouldn't want to miss, right? Right. I think it's going to be a big time. I think so. He'll probably have pretty good band play too. He knows some. He knows people. People. He have Kid Rock play his band yep. or play his wedding. That'd be. So. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. Good, good job, Tony. And uh, he must, you know, he must have found somebody that uh, that makes every day better. Um, we got some Tyler news. So we we probably should have led the show with this. No, I, why not? This would have got everything off to the wrong. Why? It's not sad. It's good. <laughs> so we have some Tyler news, and um, I'll let Tyler. So my last day at Junior Motorsports is going to be next Tuesday. I've worked here for eight and a half years. Um, I started as an intern, but I'm going. I've taken a job at Joe Gibbs Racing. I'll be working with Daniel Suarez next year. So. Um, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a big change going yeah. from the most popular guy to a young guy. But yep. um, we've spent all year talking about all these young guys and like what I think that the sport, obviously it's in a weird spot right now, but I'm excited about all these young guys and the prospect of working with one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Gibbs is a top notch organization. So I'll be working with Daniel. Um, I start there on the 11th. So this is probably my last Dale Jr. Download podcast. So what are you going to do from now until then? I work here until next Tuesday. Right. And then I'll take a couple of days off. A couple? A couple of days. That's a lot. Three That's days That's a lot of days. <laughs> Three days off. You're starting when? Oh, you're starting in December? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant January. No, no. Okay. That would be a lot. Of- I know. I don't know why you didn't take advantage of that. Why would you? I want to get in there for a week or so and kind of get settled and then then do yeah. my Christmas, then come back and be ready to go. Gotcha. Because we'll probably hit the ground January running. Um, but, yeah, it was everybody here, including you, Kelly, Mike, um, that I work with very closely has been very supportive of it. So I'm excited about it. It may be good news for <laughs> the people that listen to this podcast. No. They may be like, hell, yeah, he's finally gone. I think that they're uh, excited for you like the rest of us are. This is a um – it is difficult because you've been here for so long, and I remember when you asked what opportunities there might be over here yeah. uh, for you, and we got you, got you the internship, and it was basically a prove-it kind of deal. Yeah, it was really only a two-month internship, yeah. and with like two weeks left, I emailed um, Thayer Laviel, who was over marketing at the time. I was like, hey, can I just stay through the semester? And so I ended up staying for my whole senior year of college, and graduated on a Saturday and then started on a Monday. 
Yep. And my initial job was whenever Facebook and Twitter were just becoming like an asset, like a marketing asset. And I was handling all that here and kind of transitioned up, started doing more PR and then took over this role. Actually, banquet week of 2014. Yep. That was the first thing I went to was the banquet. So, And you've been, you've been our, we've called it the road manager, where basically you're in charge of the entire calendar through the year, whatever we're doing, everything we're doing, right. whether it's at the racetrack, whether it's a practice, uh, whether it's uh, being anything that happens this banquet week, all right. the, I'm trying to figure out how to paint the picture for everybody. So if we're doing it, logistics, yeah, yeah, if we're doing it, you're in charge of making sure we know where it's at, who's going to be there, who's involved, um, what we're going to be doing. When you need to be there, yeah. what you got to wear. If somebody says, hey, we don't, you know, Mountain Dew wants us over at a, a Walmart down in Florida, you know the whole run of show. Right. Like from the moment we get there all the way to the moment we leave, everything that we're going to be doing. Yeah. You're calling in contact with these people. It's a really busy, you know, it's, it's a it's a full plate. Uh, I was, I've been th- so proud of you uh, to see uh, how you worked your way up. Uh, you did a great job. Uh, and this, I, I will say this, this particular position that you filled over the last several years has been one that's difficult to fill. And I think that uh, we've, we found a, a perfect fit with you. And I appreciate, uh, I appreciate everything you've done over the last couple of years. And I know Daniel pretty well, having rode bikes with him and gotten to know him a little bit. And, you know, he's a really, really good guy. Right. I think if you were going to work for somebody I didn't like, it'd be a little harder. <laughs> but I'm, I think that Daniel has a great future in the sport. He's a really, really good guy. Gibbs is a great place, uh, I think, to work. Uh, Joe and his family are incredible uh, employers, and I know that you're going to be in good hands. And I can't wait to hear about how they feel, uh, you know, about you. I think that you're leaving. I think you're leaving here, having learned what you've learned, and you're taking a lot of great tools there that I think that they'll be quite impressed with. I think right. they're going to really like the person that you are and the the work ethic that you have. Um, so I'm. You know that makes that's kind of something I guess that we get we get a little bit proud of is when somebody leaves here and goes somewhere else that we hear you know really good things right. about it on the backside. So I can't wait to hit you up for a NBC sit down interview next year. Yeah, how's it, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see how. I mean, I don't know how that actually gets done, but. We're gonna um, we're gonna do it. That'll be weird. We're gonna that'll do be it interesting. That, the back way. <laughs> it's gonna be like, hey, Dale. How about you sit down with him and do this interview? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's exciting news. Uh, the download will miss you, but uh, even more than that, I'm going to miss you. Junior Motorsports is going to miss you. Um, but we, you know, we'll we're you know we'll remain friends. We have a lot of things we do outside of our job that uh, will keep us connected and uh, part of each other's lives. So that's a good thing as well. So very exciting news for Tyler, and we'll have information on you know who's going to be my co-host next year at the podcast. You, you got go. any? You got any advice? Who? who There's I? a man in this building that would be a great co-host. Well, I hope. I don't want to have to do any outside hiring. Yeah, I think yeah. Mike is the perfect <laughs> candidate to co-host the show. Yeah, I've talked to Mike and and uh, thinking that he might be 
uh, it might be time to bring Mike back to the podcast. Yep. Yep. I'm the boy who lost his home And I'm sensibly just Taken by your All right, now we're going to get to our Ask Junior questions. As always, we get these on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. First question, at PatrickStar42 asks, any chance you can get that number eight back at Junior Motorsports? It would be cool to see you do your Xfinity races in a number eight car. Man, that would be cool. Let's try you could do that. Yeah. I think in the Xfinity, like BJ McLeod or somebody yeah. like that has it. So he it's, does. it's possible. Yeah. I, um, the only thing is, is that stylized date is still owned by DEI. So right. I'd have to, would, would it be our, would it even be fun to run a number eight that doesn't look like the number eight? I don't know if I'd want to. Right. I wouldn't want to run a number eight unless it was that eight. Right. You don't want to run like your 88, but with just the eight, because then it's not the same. Like to just slice it in half. Well, we can't run that eight what do you mean? that everybody is familiar with because they no, no, don't. No, I know. Like yeah. the current font that's on your 88. Yeah. You it's can't. similar. It's similar enough that, that we'd probably be in uh, legal trouble trying to use that font because it's oh. so similar. What about if you used um, your Grandpa Ralph's eight? That one's cool. It's probably as well Another owned by... DEI. Just paint one on there. Yeah, I don't fine. know. I that's that's the that's the thing about it. It's not as simple as just saying, "Yeah, let's be number eight and let's right. put that eight on the car and go run it." Because you could be number eight. There, it just wouldn't be the same. Someone, yeah. I mean, DEI owns that trademark to that that font and that number and the way it looks, and you you can't, especially someone like me. I couldn't run it. I they'd come after me. I would. I mean, I would come after anybody that tried to run it if I owned it. Right. Right. So. um Probably still going to be 88. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a good number. At Meldy Girl 88, which I want to mention, I mispronounced her name so bad that I think she changed her Twitter handle to oh. be easier. But at Meldy Girl 88 asks, have you ever taken Tyler hunting with you? And also, what do you do to pass the time while you're up in your hunting blind while waiting for a deer? Well, which, I'll answer the first part. Yeah. No, because I don't like to wake up early and I don't like the cold. I went to the property one time, and it was a long day. Yeah, Tyler did go to the property once, and he won't go back. I was uh, the first picture on that one deer cam. Yeah. <laughs> Just roaming the woods. Yep. Um, which I was, you know. I, uh, I, most of the stands have service, uh, so you can play on your phone. And we actually just text back and forth if anybody's seeing anything and what's going on in their stand and we're texting if Truex isn't there, he's we're texting him or he's texting us what's what's going on. So every you know, anybody that has any knowledge that we're there is usually bugging us about yeah. what we're seeing and what we're doing and what we're gonna do tomorrow, where we're gonna hunt tomorrow and What did you text whenever you got the deer the other day? I sent a text to Truex and L W that we had a I had a, a deer down in the field. Oh. And then I went over there and I laid my bow down and I put the phone on the bow and I put a 10 second timer on it and took a picture with me and the deer and sent it to him. Oh yeah. Did they send you like the congrats text where it has all the balloons? And no, stuff going no. LW was super excited. Truex, uh, was, was giving me crap. About what? I don't know. He just, uh, giving me a hard time. His, he killed his, uh, the deer he killed with the muzzleloader last year. is a little bit bigger. So, oh. yeah. So he's uh, giving me a hard time about that, but plus he's all uh, he's. I think he's still celebrating. 
I believe it. Yeah. Did you see that picture of him <laughs> and his family at Thanksgiving and they had yes, that big the banner? banner. <laughs> yeah. I would have stole it too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. At Scott Glover Four asks, some drivers have said they give away their trophies. Have you ever given any of yours away? If so, to who and why? Good lord. I hope I haven't, but um usually if we win like a uh if we win a race I might sometimes give the checker flag away to one of the crew guys or Greg. Um I've gave Greg a couple trophies in the last couple years. I know you gave um Steve Berg the pole trophy from yeah. Talladega. Yeah, we won a pole the, trophy. He was over the super speedway program for the forty eight eighty eight shop. Yep. So it just depends. I mean if if you know the race tro- the actual trophy that you win from a race we we keep all those, but the owner gets one as well. If it's a pole trophy or something like that, I mean, sometimes you might want to give it to somebody who has a big influence on trying to get that pole. And Bergie, you know, is a speedway guy. He does all the bodies, so he's he's somebody I definitely want to give that to. At Justin underscore Palaza asks, have you read any baby books yet? <laughs> no. I got a lot of them to read, though. Good Lord, we've been getting them. Everywhere I yeah. go, somebody hands me a baby book. Um but I've got... Uh, you look at the apps, though, right? Yeah, I have this app on my phone that tells me, that, you know, all kinds of great stuff. Um, What's the comparison fruit now? Right now, it's a... Uh, let's see. I think we're still... Uh, it's a big line? Turnip. Turnip? Yeah, let me see. We're, might be a turnip. It was... Um, yeah, we're a turnip for one more day. And then what's it go to? I won't... Uh, uh, you know, that's the oh, big it's surprise. surprise. Yeah. Oh, so, 22 uh, weeks and one day left. Oh. Oh, it gives you a countdown and everything. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds that's, of information. It's fancy. Yep. At 88 underscore Dale underscore junior underscore fan asked, what is on your Christmas list this year? Uh, So me and Amy have our phones, and we create uh, photo streams for each other. So we just basically tell each other what we want for Christmas. And in my... In my list, I have, um, I want the, uh, I want to be part of the barbecue of the month club. <laughs> I got that, f- I got that gift for my groomsmen oh, yep. and it, I got them a six month, uh, barbecue of the month. So they would get a package once a month for six months and it have ribs and all kinds of, it's a lot in one package. Right. There's like ribs, sausage. Uh, barbecue salad. I mean, there's quite a bit in these little packages that come, and it keeps coming. So you, it's a months. great gift. Yeah, you can get it for a year or whatever. So, what for one Christmas, like two or three years ago, out of the blue, Casey Kane bought me a pig of the month. Uh, okay, for yeah. a year, greatest gift. I yeah. was like, Casey, man, what a guy. Yeah, it was awesome. So I would, uh, I would like to get back on that deal. Uh, it's a pair of shoes. I want some. Uh, we got our beach cruisers that we ride around on Key West, and I want some uh, fenders for it that are made out of wood, and it kind of look like surfboards. Oh yeah, that's yeah. kind of finish. I got you. Um, for uh, so I want some of those. A uh, couple bike, couple cycling jerseys. Apparently, there's this. Uh, there's a virtual reality headset that's coming out. That you don't need a phone for or a computer for or anything. It just has the it has the apps in it. So like it'll have Twitter app yeah. and all that stuff in it. And you can just put it on and read Twitter. But you sit on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're gonna look stupid, but yeah, 
but you don't care if you're yeah. you're in virtual reality. You don't care what <laughs> you look awesome. like. Yeah, so I want one of those. That's like a gift for both of it's you. It's arriving early in 2018, though, so oh. that won't be a Christmas gift. That's like a gift for you and then like a comedy gift for Amy because now she can just be like, look at this you guy. You can effortly enter virtual reality with no PC or wires attached. The Oculus Go is an all-in-one VR headset made to fit you. Designed with breathable fabrics, adjustable straps, and the best lenses. This Hunter, sounds just not like a good idea. I don't know. I mean, if you just have it by your bed on your man, you know, and then you wake up in the morning and throw it on and read Twitter and check out the news. And I mean, I do that stuff anyways on my iPad. All right. That's Wait, all there, the, I'm not done with my list. My gosh, how many things you got this year? Well, that's just a couple. I mean, I've only said a pair of shoes, a couple of jerseys. Um, Let's see, more shoes. Oh, um, I want some deer cams. More deer cams? Yeah. You got, like, new locations you want these at? Well, they, I bought some deer cams. These are the wireless ones that send the pictures to your phone. I bought them about five years ago, and they're kind of old, and they don't send a really nice picture. Can't really tell what you're looking at. Oh, so you just want to upgrade. Can't, you can see it's a deer, but you can't see the the rack well enough to, to, def, to you know, to tell them apart and – Learn what the deer look like and figure out which ones you want to, you know. So these would be like high def. These are better, yeah. Yeah. So getting a couple of them. They're expensive, though. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Cool. That's all the Ask Junior questions we have this week. As always, you can send those questions using the hashtag AskJunior, and we'll pick the best ones to answer each week. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Looking ahead Tuesday, that's today, we are going to Vegas, and uh, I'm going to Vegas. Not going. Um, Tyler's not going. This will be my first true test, Tylerless test. I, I've made a very in-depth yep. uh you have prepared Schedule me well for this. <laughs> um, Tuesday, we're going to the appreciation event in Vegas. It's sold out. Yep. Mike Davis said. Yep. Which is great. I saw the guest list. Uh-oh. I can't tell you who's on it, but is I saw it. it. Is it going to be fun? It should be fun. Okay. Yes. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> so, the appreciation event's in Vegas. I'm co- I'm hosting it, co-hosting it with Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis chose the guests. I don't know who it is. Um. It's about an hour and a half long. We're going to sit down and interview these people right off the cuff. No preparation whatsoever. I don't even have an opening monologue. Mm. I'm just going to get up there and do it. Are you going to – you should probably have a beer before you do it. Knock the edge off. I – sure. Yeah. I don't know if that will make much difference. I don't Maybe know if that will make it better or worse. Eh, it'll be fun either yeah. way, I think. Right. I think Mike is very prepared, so. Is he? Yeah. Well, all right. This is going to be proof that he's the guy for this podcast. <laughs> he's He's – Hopefully he gives me an opportunity to speak. <laughs> He's a talker. Yeah. Wednesday, we got the Myers Brother Luncheon that we're going to go to. Then we're doing a uh, Blaney's podcast. I think it's his last podcast this year. Yeah, it's at that NASCAR after the lap. So it's like it's pretty late. I right. guess it'll air on Thursday. Okay. It's pretty late in East time. Uh, what's this other news? It's your um, – you have to tweet it out. It's on your calendar, okay. but people will – be excited about it. I think. All right. I think. Okay, let's hope. They'll be happy but sad. Yeah. Um, why? Why will they be sad? Um, that should not be a sad thing. I know, but I'm not going to say because it might give it away. 
Damn. Because you won't be doing your old <laughs> yes. job anymore. Okay, so well, there's some news that we're going to announce on Wednesday, so stay tuned. And then Thursday is the banquet. Thursday. Usually is on Friday, yeah. but this year it's Thursday. We'll, we'll find out if we have uh, won the 15th uh, Most Popular Driver Award. I like your gonna, chances. We're going to celebrate True X. Yes. And uh, then we'll there's a little after party. We'll go to that and um, hang around, uh, have a little fun. And then I think we're coming home. I don't think we're spending the night. Oh, yeah. that was a good idea last year when we left in the middle of the night. Yeah. I thought that was a good idea. I mean, idea. it's the kind of thing about – Vegas is like the only town that you do that. Like, yeah. if you go anywhere else in the country uh, and you're there, you know, vacation or whatever, you never leave at 2 in the morning. Yeah. You know, you don't go, all right, y'all ready to go? It's midnight. Let's just go. Yeah. But in Vegas, it seems okay to leave at any moment yeah. during the day. Vegas is just a weird town. It's just town a weird like town. That, but and when you're ready to leave – you're ready to get the hell out of there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want to Vegas. Hang out. If you're ready to leave at two in the morning for Vegas, it's just not a place you want to you want to wait till the morning. No. Oh. Vegas in the morning is weird because you go downstairs through the lobby and there's people that are still up. Yeah, and you, yeah, you can always tell who's still, who's still up. up. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, t- it's a town. They say it's a town that never sleeps. Is that right, or is that a city that never sleeps, or is that, is New, that York? New York? I think that's New York. It needs to be Vegas. It could be Vegas, too. Yeah, because it's true. What happens in Vegas stays People's, in Vegas. People definitely sleep in New York. But, yeah, Vegas will be fun. Yeah. So, all right, last podcast, Tyler. Thank you for the for, for the podcasting. Yeah. It's thank you fun. for the opportunity on the podcast and at Junior Motorsports. And thank you to all of the fans who have been very supportive of me in this role and not giving me too much crap. Um, well, you got It's been a very fun and – enlightening eye-opening ride that's right but i'm excited about the new opportunity i'm excited about what junior motorsports has got going on what you've got going on so yeah yes sir have a happy holidays everyone take it easy
The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo Radio podcast on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page. Take it by your words For once I found the cure I'm sick of staying up late Cause you're not here And I'm not there No, I'm not afraid to watch you change me I'm not Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 